A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. It's iFixit's 20th anniversary this year, and to celebrate, they're offering you $20 off of a purchase of $100 or more with the promo code MERCURY20 until the end of this January. Happy fixin'! Mercury, Mercury, Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury, Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you for tuning into this wonderful episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful, amazing, <laughs> esteemed, someone say, beautiful, <laughs> co-host, Maggie Conrad! Maggie, you've turned <laughs> the audience into a dog. Audience, our, our audience is just woofing at you, hardcore Maggie. I like Look. this like weekly dose of uh, getting pumped up. It feels good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I some would say I am the YMCA of um, DIY advice. <laughs> pump you up. No, what were those two guys from SNL back in the eighties? Pump, pump you, you up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Hans, gonna pump yeah. you up. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent the Hans of uh, of DIY advice on the internet <laughs> i'm gonna pump you up yeah um don't take broken for an answer <laughs> um sponsored by our wonderful friends at ifixit but all that being said maggie how you doing i'm doing great how are you doing i'm doing really good now the audience needs to know a few things yes this episode is gonna get spicy now, <laughs> a few things i have never heard any of these questions yep. i've heard zero like, truly, I have no idea what we're going to get into. <laughs> and second of all, Maggie has informed me before the podcast that some of these are out of my wheelhouse. Maggie's like, do you want me to change these? Like, some of these are about yeah, renovation. Do them? Yeah, do you think we should not do these? What do you think? And then I said, and I kid you not, I said, bring it on. Uh, <laughs> I want to see if I know what I'm talking about. And some of these are apparently things that would stretch my knowledge pretty hardcore. So I don't know how well I'm going to answer these, but I'm going to tell you I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> and you're going to hear. It'll be interesting. You're going to hear me learn on the fly. Yeah. Uh, and put my fucking 16 years of knowledge into action. So, without further ado, I'm going to snap on my overalls. <laughs> I'm going to pull up my work boots, and we're going to get a little messy. Yeah, let's go. Hi, Mercury. It's your friend Tess. I have a question for you, Miss Handy Ma'am. There's a pocket door in our bedroom, you know, the kind that slides into a recess in the wall, and it's recently started making kind of a grinding noise when it slides in the track. The door gets kind of sticky, and obviously we don't want to force it. Does this call for some kind of door lube? I know we shouldn't force it when it's struggling to open, so what's the solution? Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, this is a great question, and I promise you I'm not looking this up right now. <laughs> uh, ooh, good. So there is. So, so um, first and foremost, there is right out of the gate. Oh, but by the way, hi, Cat. Nice to hear you. <laughs> I hope you're doing really good. Um, but that being said, Cat, um, the first thing I'll say right out of the gate, there is lubricating pocket door rollers. Okay. Um, now, how are those work? I don't know. I just looked it up. Uh, 
appears that um you can even get the ones that can like you you get to the rollers you can take the rollers out and you can like rub on like some dry Is that sound effect yeah yeah make sure that <laughs> it sounds like a duck <laughs> doesn't it sound like mercury's just ducking out here okay maggie do me a favor and get, buy me at least 20 seconds i gotta read at least 20 seconds um is Kat the friend that came to the studio and I met them? That's a different cat. Oh, okay. There's a lot of cats, Maggie. They're warming fee free. They're they're uh, multiplying and <laughs> they're eating people's spare tuna in trash cans. Okay, you got to be careful with the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, it's like the um, what is what do they call it? Like the cat distribution of the universe, where like you know, good people just randomly get cats. Um, and I think it's the same for Mercury, but she randomly gets like people named cats. Yes, I do. I I collect friends that are named Cat. I have to it's, and cats. Yeah, and cats. But also, it is um actually one of the reasons why I have to do that is because it's um one of the trans girl rules. One of the trans, <laughs> you gotta have multiple cats. You gotta, gotta have cat ears at home. We have to have friends named Cat. If you don't meet that trifecta, <laughs> you lose your trans card. Okay. <laughs> I know there's a trans girl listening right now who's like, "Is that true?" No, it's not true. <laughs> You're okay. You are loved and accepted. Just collect as many other cats as uh, you can. Okay. They're so, <laughs> um, few right out of the gate here. So there's the the, the rollers are nylon. They have nylon pieces on it. So, after knowing there's nylon pieces, I'm going to say another thing. It should be silicone lubricant. And whatever you get, I would just be careful to make sure it has silicone in it. Because um, you don't want it to eat away. Uh, some of that lubricant will eat away at pieces mm-hmm. that are made of nylon and rubber and stuff like that. So, I would get yourself silicone just to make sure. And it should work either way if it's metal and metal. So, that should be okay. If it's metal and metal, you could use some type of graphite too. But if it's metal and metal, you will know. Oh, wait. They said it was grinding, didn't they? Mm, mm. I think so. If it's grinding, oh, boy, that's a good one. If they say it's grinding, then I would think maybe the nylon is worn down. Mm-hmm. And it might need to be replaced now how do you replace a pocket door roller that's a really good is it question similar, would it be similar to like a sliding closet door roller i mean a little bit it all depends they're all they're all built different mm-hmm. right um but it's hard to access them sometimes i'm gonna say you should be able to somehow do that and i when i looked it up there's definitely tutorials on how to mm-hmm. take the rollers off and to do the rollers but yeah, that would be. I, I haven't worked with pocket doors a lot. We want to build one in here in the shop, mm-hmm. so I think we'll have more answers down the road about pocket doors. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool to have a pocket door, especially in our space with how tight things are getting. Having mm-hmm. a pocket door would be nice. But I think having a pocket door and a regular holocore door would be great because then we'll have two demos we can go over. Yeah. But yeah, I think I answered this good enough. I want to give myself a 1.5. <laughs> I think I answered it, but I'm not positive. I think you sent them in the right direction. Yeah, and also, honestly, this episode—if I just get you in the fucking ballpark, give me a give me a cookie, okay? Just give me a cookie, cat. Uh, I feel like I, I deserve some you know, extra cat food. If I <laughs> a lot of cat puns this episode. Okay, cool. Next one, please. Okay, so I'm Lillian. I go by she, her, and. In our bathroom, we have a glass sliding door. One of the doors does not slide, 
when I look at the track on the top, there's like a little like round thing that spins to make it go back and forth like a wheel. It, it looks like there's like a rubber or something to that effect of parts on the top of it that's like withered down. I'm not sure how to describe it, but I have no idea what that part would be called, how to fix it or anything. I don't know. It's just really annoying because it's the most accessible door. The other door is like in front of the toilet, so it's really hard to go through. And yeah. So I've been given the sign to stretch it out. So Maggie, <laughs> welcome you, everybody. Maggie, you <laughs> ruin advanced. it. You ruin it by telling the audience. <laughs> but but if I you know, if I'm transparent, then me just like suddenly rambling Maggie, will make more sense. <laughs> Maggie, if anything, I'm the transparent. Ah! <laughs> well, while Mercury is doing that, sliding doors. So I did look up a little bit before, just in case. And, you know, obviously there's hard water buildup when it comes to sliding doors. So, you know, I don't know about for this particular one, but in general, just kind of keeping the hard water, you know, stains, I guess, off of your moving parts would be really good. So like a um, a cleaner for a hard water cleaner, you know, making sure that you're wiping down the area, keeping it uh, wiped down so that the, the calcium and all that doesn't build up. Would, would help prevent it. And then I'm done. Okay, I want everyone to know that Maggie looked at me and went, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I'm here just for comedic relief, okay? Okay. I'm here for comedic relief. <laughs> Maggie, I love you. Okay, so there's some things here. This is going to be a hard one. This is definitely a stretch one for me because the. Normally, I would say there's sliding door brackets that mm-hmm. slide onto the top of the the door itself and can just be adhered to by using some type of like silicone caulking. Mm-hmm. Um, some type of caulking in general will do it. The one that was sent to us in a photo, mm-hmm. it almost looks like, I don't know, maybe if you want to pull it up again, and it almost looks like it is built inside the glass. Oh, there's something with strong adhesive that is, mm. like, around this knob. It's like a, a knob that has a bracket in it that is going up against the door and that's sliding it, right? Is yeah, that, it's yeah. going through the glass for sure. It's going through the glass? Oof, boy. Replacing that's going to be a, a nightmare because that's a strong adhesive that's around mm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is this called? That's what I'm Googling, and I'm not finding the answers I hmm. want here. But here's the thing. I think that you could bring this to a hardware store, and I think you can ask and maybe get lucky. Now, I, I, I think if you could take it apart and really look at it, I think you're going to get lucky. Now, mm. there's also Google search images is getting better oh, and better, right. and Google search images might pull up something. And you might be able to find a name, and then the name will send you down this rabbit hole <laughs> of finding tutorials for this. Because I'm telling you right now, there will be other people who have the same exact gosh darn problem, mm-hmm. and they've posted a video about it because no one else did, and someone had to. There always is. Yeah. The most obscure shit in the world is on YouTube. And I'm telling you, if you can Google search it or... If you, I was typing in sliding door parts for a bathroom, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I didn't find anything that really stuck out. Oh, a lot of it is what, what I was talking about. The sliding doors I've worked with are the glass itself 
is sliding into like oh, a bracket, sure. like it's almost like two hands that are holding together with a gap in between yeah. them. So it's not a roller, it's it's yes. like a track. Yeah, it's like a track that's just sliding, that glass mm-hmm. is just in there with some like gaskets and it's all like snug and tight. Where we're talking now, this is like almost like a bracket open in the glass area that just like, I don't know, like to me that mechanism itself is built flawed. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty flawed system. Um, I think that's a hard one. That one, woof boy, that yeah. one definitely is a hard answer. Yeah, because it's got a knob on one side of the glass, but then you can see through the glass to the other side where it's like it's going through the glass and he, it's on both sides. Here's a tip for every single person who ever has a question about things they don't know. Google search images is getting way better, mm-hmm. right? They're getting way, way better. Another thing you can do is just look into... Like, if you're talking about, like, an oven or if you're talking about, um, you know, a fridge, you always have a name and a brand, right? That's a little bit easier to find stuff. But if you don't have the brand, what you can do is just type in popular brands. Like, find out popular brands for shower doors. And then that can sometimes lead you down the rabbit hole where you find the right answer. Sure. And especially when we're talking about windows, doors, frames, all that. It's just so, this is such a unique style. Mm-hmm. This got, they got to be well known for this. They got to be. <laughs> because I've, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. So that's got to be something unique. Now, now, how do you get it? Another question was how to get it off, right? Or how to, yeah, I mean, it looks like you're going to need to sever it and cut it off. And then once you do that, you're at a point of no return. It's not working right now, right, Maggie? Yeah. It's not working right now. Okay. Good. Now there's another route you can go. Yeah. Okay. The other route you can go is cut that darn thing right out. Try mm-hmm. to save as, as much as possible. And then some way, shape, or form, take really good adhesive. Maybe JB Weld. And weld those two pieces together. Like a silicone rubber stopper on one side, mm-hmm. and this on another side, and that may be enough to make it work and strong enough. Does that off base? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because JB JB so Weld cut it off, fix yeah. it, and then do the JB Weld. Yeah, now is that gonna work? I don't know, and I know there's someone out there like Mercury. That's the most like fucking farmhouse um. fix you've ever <laughs> said on the podcast. Um, but if you don't know the name of it, yeah, and we don't know the name of it. And we can't find a replacement. Can you just take the shower doors off? And have it just be an open door and then yeah. just you you could. You could take the whole thing apart, but yeah, you know, that's a pretty much a mess. Because then you just have this open frame that's basically open and then you could put some type of rings on it to use for showers. Yeah, I guess you could. Mm-hmm. But that's doesn't look the best. Yeah. I mean I, I've also seen people taking the doors off and then also taking the tracks off now. Obviously, it depends on if you rent or not. Um, yeah, that's but, a good point. Yeah, know, if this is if this if is a own... oh wait, Maggie, thank you. This might be the smoking gun. If this is a renter situation, mm-hmm. right, and you are renting this, one thing to know: a lot of apartment complexes. If this is an apartment complex or a property management company, mm-hmm. will have spares of things, that's right? Right, and they will have they'll buy in bulk. And if you're having this problem, they're having this problem elsewhere. Don't be ashamed to ask this problem. And if they're like, no, you got to pay for it, just ask the name. Mm-hmm. Ask the name. Yeah. You know, or be like, can I get, you know, hey, I will buy it if you install it or something like that. 
you know, um, because it can't be that expensive. It can't be. This does not look that no. expensive. It looks like maybe $10, $15 yeah. max maybe. Um, well worth it to have a shower actually functioning the way you need to. <laughs> but if it is a renter situation. That's true. Uh, that's a really good one to ask your landlord about um, because, like, that one, those little specialty things, they'll have a shit ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, again, if you broke it or it is broken, other people have broken it because <laughs> it is, it's just this arm in the middle of nowhere and a glass. Yeah. There's no way that would be a good design to Not hold be able up. to replace it. Yeah, they definitely got tutorials on that somewhere. Okay, I think that was another point five. I'm gonna say I'm one for two today. I'm doing I'm doing decent. <laughs> All right, Maggie, you good? I think we're doing great. I think it's uh, interesting and it's fun. So there's that. <laughs> I will say Maggie said. So were these the two you were talking about, Maggie? About the no. two sliding doors? No. Wait, there's another. Wow, <laughs> really? Okay, it's gonna get juicy. <laughs> Before the podcast started, Maggie told me there's two that are very close. That <clears throat> you know, just be aware they're close. And then I I thought. Two sliding. The, the, oh, the these po- are the ones that are close. Oh, yeah. okay. So these are the yeah. ones that are close. So pocket door and a glass line. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about the two that I mentioned that are out a little bit out of the wheelhouse. Oh wait, so <laughs> those are those are coming up, right? Those are coming. We up. got two more that I might not know anything about. Mm. Oof, boy, I'm sweating. <laughs> I, this room, this room, it just I, got a lot hotter in we, here. I was going to say, wait a minute. So these were the two that everyone thought was in my wheelhouse more. Um, Fuck you guys! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean no, honest- there's, an, there's an easy one next. Don't worry. This there's, is why there's an easy one in the middle. <laughs> then Maggie, this is why I did three hours of pet prep before every episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think we're doing good. I like this. This, yeah. is, this is what it is. Even technicians who are doing your work, I, yeah. I promise they're googling stuff. And I know technicians listen to you because my brother-in-law is a technician and he loves listening to the, Aww, you and really? the podcast. I will say, from you. we well, a lot of people who listen to me are technicians. Yeah. We do get a, a lot of them are landlords too, which I always find weird because I, I literally took, I, I take a shot at landlords every single week <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. But also I think, uh, I, I think that's all good. I think if you can listen to this podcast and you're a landlord, if you listen to this and you're a cisgender heterosexual man. Uh, you're all doing great, and you're a part of the the family. You get yeah. it. If you're listening to that and you're not getting offended by my words, and you still support me at the end of the day, you're good. You're doing good. You're <laughs> you're doing great. I appreciate doing you. the work. If you turn off it after I saying I don't like landlords, <laughs> guess what? You're the problem. Anyways, <laughs> and they didn't listen long enough to hear that. Yeah. unfortunately. And then all of a sudden you see a downtick on all of the downloads. Halfway through the episode, it was weird. We just lost 400 uh, listeners in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Okay, I think we're ready for the next question. (laughs) Hi, Handy Ma'am. This is Tani, she, her. Um, I live in Vancouver, B.C. Um, I love your Instagram site, and you are wonderful and often make me cry. You're so sweet. Um, So I have a question for you about cement walls. I live in a co-op, and the walls that are sort of interior do have wooden studs, but the exterior ones are concrete, and every single wall seems to be a little something different. Like sometimes the drywall is directly up against the concrete. Sometimes there's a gap. Sometimes I hit steel. Sometimes I don't. Every time I've looked at putting glue or something in concrete, the instructions are always just, straight into concrete and never deal with drywall or gaps. So I'm wondering if you have any advice. I'd like to put up shelves that could hold a lot. I, I work from home. I'm also I'm a prop builder myself, and so I need to put stuff up. And uh, I haven't been able to do that in the 10 years I've lived here. 
So if you have any advice on how to put shelves into a concrete wall that's behind some drywall, I would love any advice you have. Thank you so much. This is such a good one. Mm-hmm. And I love this one a lot because this is a like a lot of times we'll have our walls and people just think of it as like all the drywall has studs, you mm-hmm. know, all the concrete looks like this. And honestly, when you have homes that are essentially cobbled together, you have a lot of personality. Yeah. And by personality, I mean absolutely nightmare situations <laughs> to deal with. Um, um, but like you have a lot of that. Now, let's talk about some of this because this is interesting. I'm kind of like looking up something really quick that I think would be kind of interesting. But let's first of all talk about the concrete behind there. Now, the concrete or oh, the cement walls, right? will have you can get a masonry bit masonry bits i I mean this is where you definitely want to make sure you're using i think you probably want to use a hammer drill on this um and you know you some drills will have a hammer drill option you'll have like a 28 volt drill Mm -hmm. and then on the the side that will have like a little hammer symbol and then you can switch it over and then it, it operates and the hammer drill is eventually like this pounding compound effect it like takes your regular drill and just like it hits it in a different way. Um, and and the concrete bit is the route to go. Now, um, the route I would say here, you're going through drywall first. And now if you're going through drywall and then you're hitting cement, the concrete bit will tear the living hell out of that mm. hole. So there's two routes I would go. You can get the, get the concrete bit, but don't use that to go through the the drywall right get a regular drill bit that goes through the drywall right and then just leave that hole open it might tear open more right because when the the next one goes in it's going to be pretty hard now you're going to be doing this blind but you can get the there's like these cement hooks Mm. or cement um these cement um bolts that basically go in there and then you can just take them and just pound them into the spot that's essentially what you're going to be doing right you put it in there and then as you pound the center of it it widens the base Mm -hmm. and that base goes right into the middle of concrete and that should be enough to hold anything in there you aren't going to be kind of going in there blind like you won't really know what's going on you know what i mean yeah so you really want to make sure you you go in straight forward with both the drill and then straight in and keep that drill nice and straight and level, right? You really don't want to angle it because unfortunately you won't really have great uh you're gonna every time you put a, a screw or a bolt mm-hmm. in there, you're just kind of relying on it. Now, Maggie's gonna vamp for one second while <laughs> I look at one thing. It won't take me long because I, I, I know what I need for this one. I just wanna make sure I know exactly what it what it's called. So I think what I'm going to have to start doing is like writing down just random things that I can share on the podcast when I'm called to speak. And and she uh, is looking things up because, you know, uh, this was not the way that we did things before. So thank you to all the listeners for, you know, uh, tagging along here with me as I learn this new job role that has been thrust upon me. Um. Okay. (laughs) Maggie does this thing all the time. 
where Maggie acts like she doesn't like more responsibility and she doesn't like to be the center of attention. But then when Maggie's on a live stream for more than 20 seconds, she flips her hair, puts her hand on her hip and like smiles like she is Paris Hilton in a fashion shoot. Like, come on. I have moments. I do have moments. But, you know, there's a reason why I'm not TikTok famous and you are. Okay. So I think I came up with a, a good solution. Now, so the reason why this is an abnormal one and the reason why I wanted to look this up, because this is not something you would typically find for Mm. a solution like this. But I think you want to be able to see the whole. Um, So I said drywall cable grommet. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. basically, I'm going to show Maggie the picture and she can help me describe. But that's what it is, Maggie. It's basically this grommet that makes a big hole. Oh, yeah. On one side of the drywall and another side of the drywall, it like just like sandwiches it, and it makes the whole not old drywall. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't have the exposed plaster inside. And sometimes you might be able to find a grommet that were, like a drywall grommet that actually works a little better, that looks a little bit nicer, isn't as big maybe. Because this one I looked at is can hold like six or seven cables going through right. it. You probably don't want anything that wide. That's pretty wide. But the wider you go the easier it would be to see the hole behind there. Mm-hmm. And then drywall is probably half inch, but it could be quarter inch depending on it. And then the, it was also said that sometimes there's a gap and sometimes there's not a gap. I'm pretty sure that the gromlet can be done without much of a gap. Yeah. So it should be okay, but I don't know for sure. Okay. So that would be my hot take on that. And I think that would be basically solve the problem. Now, for those who are like, how do you know that's even concrete? You know, uh, mm-hmm. that's a great one because they also said steel beam. They said a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. You really won't know. I, I One of the things you could do, you could do exploratory surgery, basically, on the wall. <laughs> you know, you know, take do a drill bit, open it up a little bit, and take a flashlight and just kind of look in there and then do a repair. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, if you, you get, you're going to get good at repairs is what I'm going to say. You're going to get good at it, <laughs> and then you're going to hang pictures where that hole was. Well, and I mean, they've been living there for 10 years. So like to not be able to, you know, utilize that wall space. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That's a really good point of it. exploring a bit. That's what I think is so interesting, too, with a lot of this kind of stuff that like, you know, we get so stuck in like what we know and what we don't know. Mm -hmm. It gets to be really hard. And it's such a unique one. It can be so isolating. So I would say, yeah, go for the masonry bit. Put the wall grommet in there to make it look a little bit better than just like a big ass hole in your wall. <laughs> and then um then go in and try to get something that's gonna go into the wall and actually hook onto it. And there should be concrete hooks essentially, or mm-hmm. con- concrete um, you know, connectors or some kind. You'll find them out there. There's plenty of that. That won't be hard for you to find. The drywall grommet to find one that's gonna look nice might be more of a hurdle, but I think that's gonna make it look nice overall and make it more of a clean finish other than just a big sure. ass gouge in your wall so yeah okay that one i definitely answered i feel good <laughs> now maggie was that one of the easy ones or one of the hard ones i sandwiched that one in between you know two oh, that, God the sliding it. doors and then two that i'm like mm, so sure. oh <laughs> so the hard ones are still coming god damn it <laughs> all these okay new rule you got to throw a mercury a plumbing question in here. You got to. <laughs> you got to. You can't just. You can't. You, you can't get me. I need at least one plumbing question and a, and a drywall no question no in every episode because. So send in your, your plumbing questions, <laughs> please. 
Oh boy, I'm sweating. I I I, I love. It is I, really hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go for it, Matthew. Let's go for one more. Oh, two more. Hello, my name is Rachel. My pronouns are she/her. I have a question. I'm buying a house. Uh, I'm closing next Thursday, January 12th. I'm so excited. Um, one issue is that the kitchen counters are this very annoying small tile, and we can't afford to replace the kitchen counters now or really in the foreseeable future, but we are people who love to cook and bake, so having these small tiles would be really not great for us because it's so hard to clean. We're trying to dream and scheme of ways to come up with some sort of flat surface over the tiles Maybe like pouring, I don't know, like a plastic cover over them, or we were also talking about what I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking, asking for advice about how we could cover these little little counter tiles with some sort of flat surface so that we can do things like bake bread, knead on the counters, clean it up well. So this was one actually that I realized that it's something similar that I've done before. Um, when we had our old home, we had these like old laminate countertops and we hated them. So we actually ripped the laminate off and exposed just like whatever the plywood underneath was. Um, and obviously it's different than the tile, but um, we used self-leveling concrete. Uh, it's like a thin set and use that to pour over the surface and it's self-leveling. So it creates a nice like level surface what, what was this called maybe? uh self-leveling concrete um, oh yeah and that's we, a good one maggie yeah so we it, it was a project and we did probably like three or four coats and then you have to put you know a sealant on top of it but it was a great like quick fix in the moment because we couldn't uh, you know afford to replace the countertops ourselves either how much was um, that maggie was it that wasn't that much i it was like eight years ago so I, I honestly think I spent less than $100. It might have been like 50 bucks for all of the supplies because we didn't have a lot of counter space, though. But, you know, you're just kind of like pouring the concrete on and smoothing it, you know, in all of the directions. But it's because it's self-leveling, you don't have to worry about it like getting wavy on you or, or you know, and that might help fill yeah. in the gaps in between those tiles and level the surface. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Was that like fairly hard to apply and work with no like, my mom it, and i did it was the set time pretty fast on that maggie uh so i think it only took like two days to do like like three coats plus a sealant okay so you 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 answered that one with your hot take yeah i want to uh, hear yours now epoxy I was going to say that, too. Epoxy. I was thinking about those epoxy kits that they have yep, you now get, that are super popular. Yeah. you No, you want to get a kitchen-safe epoxy. Yeah. You want to make sure this is literally for a tile countertop. Mm -hmm. That would be the one thing out of the gate, I would say, right away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more taxing than Maggie's, but I think it would look sharper. Yeah. Like, I think the epoxy one would look really nice yeah. and sharp. The concrete wool loving one, I mean, it's kind of like... It definitely looks DIY. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely does. But I, I think it's definitely like a, a cheaper route. And also, I think either route, fairly easy to demolish, right? Yeah. Like if you're tearing stuff apart, epoxy and concrete would probably be fine. I would say probably epoxy would be easier to tear apart than concrete. Was it hard? Did you take it apart at one point? No, it was still there when we moved out. 
you didn't take it all in one piece then, right? Um, so it literally just covered the countertop that was already there. So to you can't take the concrete off. You'd have to take the countertop. Well, that's off. that's what I mean. That, yeah. that if you're taking the whole con- if you're taking the counter, uh, countertops off, yeah. the whole thing's gotta go. Yeah, and it's not very thick. It's very very thin. Like there were some but, spots that like had worn out over like the eight yeah. years. In all fairness, though, epoxy would probably be similar. You can't mm-hmm. necessarily. You could probably try to crack some of it off. But that top part's definitely going off. Yeah. You know. Okay. So that's the, those are the two routes: epoxy, uh, self-leveling concrete, two decent answers. Next one is mm-hmm. a kitchen mat. They make mm. those countertop kitchen mats that are actually designed for baking sheets. Really? Yes. Okay. They're just they're like baking sheets that you can put next to your oven and stuff, right? Uh, here's my top bit. Okay, <laughs> you could do that for now. They make these um, anti-movable. Um, like these these mats that you put inside your drawers that keep it from sliding. What if you put that on top of the countertop and then that mat on top of that? Mm. And then just for now, just for like buy you a couple of weeks while you're moving in, figuring out, trying to yeah. use a kitchen. And now you have something where it doesn't slide. It's easily movable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always put it to the side. Those mats can get a little warm if they're by the kitchen. By the oven, so maybe not right next to the oven. But, you know, I think this is something that is definitely usable for now. Um, and it's also, here's the thing, preparation safe. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. With the epoxy, make sure you get the safe stuff. With the concrete, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I mean, really make sure that you get stuff that is safe and good for yeah. food. Because here's another factor you got to think about. If it's in a room that gets hot, right, the chemicals that are used for that, that very that, that epoxy or whatnot, they are going to seep out, right? If unless they are like heat safe, mm-hmm. right? So keep that in mind. That's really important. You don't really have the problem with concrete, but epoxy you can. So that's why I say make sure it is safe that way. And it's yeah. also like you get. It's kind of like when you put um an uh like a plate that isn't meant for the microwave in right. the microwave. That's what I'm talking kind of talk about. You don't want that in the air. You don't want that in your food. You don't right. want those kind of things. But I think. If this was supposed to be one of the hard ones, I got it. <laughs> you I got it. <laughs> Full solid point. <laughs> Why were the easiest ones harder than the hard one, me- Maggie? Know. Jesus. Then maybe you're going to love the next one. We'll see. Okay. No, I'm very nervous. Okay. <laughs> Let's go, guys. We got one more left. Hello. I'm calling to leave a message about a DIY home project. I recently bought some furniture from an online store called Wayfair that's not very expensive, but it is painted white, and it's very pretty. And I put it in my bathroom and then very foolishly left some nail polish remover on it, so now chunks of the white paint are missing. I feel like if I just go over the paint, go over it with new paint, it's going to be still a problem, and then it'll have that weird paintbrushy look. And also, because the paint has a little bit of a finish on it, I'm worried I'm not going to be able to match the paint or that the paint I put on over it is going to look terrible. So if you have inexpensive furniture and you have partially melted the paint layer with nail polish remover like a dink, how can you fix it so it looks nice and like you never did that? And then, you know, maybe put some glass on it so you don't do it again. Hmm. Well, you guys (laughs) really do know how to make me mad. Okay, this is an interesting one. Maggie, do you have a thought on this one? I mean, the only thing that I can think of, because of the finish 
and everything like that is it's you're I don't think you're gonna be able to spot fix it you know because no like, you're you not got, gonna no. be able to match it honestly so with, it's like a whole surface with, even with walls you don't spot yeah. fix it if you got a like if you got a, a hole in a wall right yeah. I always tell people don't paint this over that you you're gonna paint the whole wall, wall. Yeah. You know, and the same thing goes with cabinetry and stuff like that. Like, if you're having problems like this, if you you can't just stay in that one area. Yep. You can't just paint that one area. You got to do the whole thing. So, like, my thing, though, is, is I know it's white and it's pretty and all of that. But, like, I mean, how fun would it be to do, like, a tile mosaic on top of it and, like, seal it or do something, oh, like, this is, really creative This is definitely it. DIY queening popping out right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, make the mistake look like it was on yeah. purpose. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I think that makes sense. I think you could do something like that definitely out of my wheelhouse <laughs> um i will say okay so this is wood that is mm-hmm. so basically if i remember this correctly there's like a is it a gouge uh, at this point or is the it acetone is eaten away at the paint and created a like a oh, uh, yeah a hole, a hole in the yeah paint. because the acetone loves that paint yeah yeah you gotta be careful um. Yeah, and then I'll go into that soft wood probably, mm-hmm. and eat it up like no one's business. Okay, I got one. I don't know if it's a great one, <laughs> but I got one. So there's a little bit of a gougy wougy, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a holy woolly in it. Get yourself some wood filler, mm. but sustainable wood filler. Okay. Now put it into the hole. And as you're doing it, I want you to feather off the sides. I want you to rub your thumbs into it and then push them off to the sides and really feather it off. Now, the reason why you always, everything you do, when it comes up with drywalling patches and hold fillers, you always go more than you have to mm. because you want it to look like it's a natural thing. Bonus point. I don't, did, did they say that you can see the wood finish on it? Or is this wool? This is all white, right? Mm-hmm. Can you, you can you see the grain? Perhaps they no. Say. I'm gonna say you probably can't. But there's like the, like a glossy finish on it. They said right. Yeah, that got eaten. Through. Ooh, okay. So now, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna st- then paint it. Uh, color your choice. You're gonna need to primer that area. Primer the whole damn thing, to be honest. And then put two finish coats of whatever you want on it. And then put a polyurethane finish on it. That should help enough with the gloss. Well, right? Am I right? Yeah. Someone is out there just fuming like, Mercury, what the hell? <laughs> I think that's good. Now, if we don't want to change at all, if we think we can pat, I, I don't think you can pat, I don't think you can match that white. I just no. don't think you're going to be able to. I think, depending on where that white is, it sounds like if it was a nail polish hit it, it's probably in a pretty visible spot. Probably like right in the middle. It's probably right in the darn middle, yeah. yeah. And if that's the case, you just got to paint it, you know, the whole darn thing. If it's an isolate, like if it's just the top and you can just do the top, you could probably mm-hmm. just do the top. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to match those whites well enough, um, no matter how good the wood filler is. But mm-hmm. I would definitely say this is like a two, this is like a, a one primer, two finish coats situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe even two primers and two finish coats. Because the more you, thickness you put on there, the more it helps to distribute the color of it. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be able to blend more. 
Um, and then uh, you should be good. Now they all oh, that's why they mentioned a glass that, on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could put an acrylic sheet. Put an acrylic sheet on the top of it. Save your money. Glass is so dang expensive, <laughs> and then you'll have a problem with breaking the glass at some point. <laughs> but you can get an acrylic sheet from any hardware store for a very affordable price. And if you're going to use it like you're using this and you know, like nail polish and all stuff mm-hmm. like that. At least that's going to protect you. But the polyurethane would also protect you decently from it, too, because that's durable stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I answered this one. Yeah. Wow. I feel like the ones that I, I thought were going to be hard were easier than the first two. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm constipated now. After li- my, I don't think I've, my, my butthole has ever been this tense for the entire episode before. So what is better, having you, having prep time? And preparing for the questions, or I, going in blind and having your butthole clenched the whole I, time. I think <laughs> I think it's uh, a question for the audience. Yeah, I think the audience gets to decide if they want me to be prepped, ready to go, or yeah. if they want me to be loosey goosey. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: I do think we answered every single question we yeah. got this week and last week. They were all very solid questions, very solid answers, and I think that they're I think they're good. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if I would change my answer too much if I was given more time, to be honest. Sure. And uh, I would just say the only difference is is when I'm doing five questions that are definitely a little bit tougher, that is harder. If there is mm, like... Spread them out. Yeah. If I'm in my wheelhouse a little bit more electrical and a little bit of mm-hmm. plumbing and painting and drywalling and, you know, that kind of stuff mixed in with with a little bit of hard, hard questions that are all in my wheelhouse, that's okay. But if they're all like pocket doors, signing bathroom doors, <laughs> all that's a little bit trickier and all that's a little bit like I'm not positive, right? Because yeah. it's going to be so unique to that door, so you know, so unique to that situation, and especially this last one where it's like nail polish mm-hmm. into the wood. That is a very, that's a carpenter. That's like a woodworking question. Yeah. And even woodworking questions would probably be like, yeah, you know. Uh, so I think we answered them all today. I, I would give myself uh, a B, a B, a solid B. This is a solid B grade. Yeah, I want to know. So, listeners, um, I don't think you can comment on like the actual podcast when you're listening. So go to her Instagram and let us know because we always post, you know, a post on Instagram letting you know that the podcast is live. So comment on there. And let us know what you thought about this format. And I'm really curious. I'm the very feedback. curious. <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. If you have a question or anything you would like us to answer, you can call 608-205-8768 and leave a voicemail or text us with your questions. Bonus points, if you send us voicemails, we're much more likely to put it on the podcast. But if you do send us text messages, we can use it for the podcast or we can use it for the wonderful uh, YouTube as well. So please be mindful of that. Thank you so much. As always, I want to say a big thank you to our Patreon supporters who make this happen and so much more. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's following me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and elsewhere. We will be doing a YouTube um, video very soon for all of you that's coming out in February. So keep your eyes out for that. Please subscribe on YouTube and help us reach all our goals. Uh, Thank you so much. And as always, Maggie, what should they remember? You're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Have a good day. Take care. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. 
If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and mix really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. It's iFixit's 20th anniversary, and to celebrate, they're offering you $20 off of a purchase of $100 or more with a promo code MERCURY20 through the end of this January. Happy fixin'! So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trail.